0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Crushing English, where I bring you bite-sized fun stuff about the English language, the history of words and tips and tricks on how to improve your English. I say bite-sized so I don't overwhelm you with too much info. It's important to learn the language little by little instead of getting overwhelmed with way too much information. If it's your first time to tune in, welcome! My name is Reese. I'm a lawyer and an English teacher here to help you and guide you in speaking and writing better English. If you're interested in grabbing my free ebook on 200 plus common English phrases and expressions for everyday use, visit crushingenglish.com slash free ebook. That's crushingenglish.com slash free ebook. I'll provide the link in the show notes to this episode. The ebook is completely free and is perfect for English beginners. Now, without further ado, let's get started. In our last episode, episode 9, one of my tips for getting a high score in your IELTS exam was to familiarize yourself with the British accent. The same is true for British words. There are so many words that they use in the United Kingdom that they don't use in the United States or anywhere else in the world. This is why a lot of my students tell me that they end up getting confused and really struggle understanding certain words. So this is what we are going to tackle today and in some of our future episodes. If you are taking the IELTS, TOEIC, TOEFL, or ESL exam, or even if you just want to improve your English, I guarantee that you will find this episode informative. So if you're interested, keep tuning in. Today we are going to discuss 5 words the British say that Americans don't and vice versa. But before that, let's hear from our sponsor. This segment is brought to you by Bluehost. Building a website is not expensive and is now easy to set up. With Bluehost, you can have your own website for just $3.95 a month. Yep, for just $3.95, you can have your own website if you use my link. For more information, visit www.crushingenglish.com slash Bluehost. Word number one. The Americans say bathroom washroom, or toilet, where you go to pee or to poop, while the British shorten the term and say loo, L-O-O, instead. For example, an American will say, I need to go to the bathroom, while a British person will say, I need to go to the loo. Word number two, the Americans say, vacation, to refer to that period of leisure and recreation when you take a break from work or school. So while they use vacation to describe this period, the British say, holiday, instead. For example, an American will say, I'm going to take a break and go on a vacation. A British person will say, I'm going to take a break and go on a holiday. Word number three. The Americans say football to refer to that popular sport. Come on, you know what football is. However, the British will refer to football as soccer. S-O-C-C-E-R instead. Soccer. For example, an American will say, I'm going to go to the park and play football with my friends. A British person will say, I'm going to the park and play soccer with my friends. Word number four. So we all know what French fries are. Well, at least if you've heard of McDonald's and have one near where you live. But did you know that the term French fries are not commonly used in the United Kingdom? The Americans refer to that popular food as French fries, while the British will refer to this fast food favorite as chips. For example, an American will say, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger and some French fries with my friends. A British person will say, I'm going to eat some fish and chips with my friends, fish and chips. In the United States, as well as in many countries around the world, burgers and french fries are usually eaten together. While in the United Kingdom, fish fillet and chips are a common fast food favorite. Word number five. Okay, so a little background story here. The school that I attended growing up was run on a British curriculum, so we were naturally made to learn common British terms. When I went overseas for college, I would be surprised when people wouldn't know what I was talking about, when I would ask my classmates after our test or exam, Hey, what's your mark? Mark, M-A-R-K. They would always look at me strangely. So here's how it works. When you take a test or an exam in school, the score that you get, according to the British, is your mark. M-A-R-K. The singular form is mark, while the plural form is marks, with an S at the end of the K, in case you are referring to more than one test. On the other hand, the Americans use the term grade to refer to a test score. Let's do an example. An American will say, I studied so hard for my test last night and I still got a low grade. A British person will say, I studied so hard for my test last night and I still got a low mark. Strange, isn't it? Marks versus Grade. Okay, so that wraps up our 10th episode of Crushing English. Thank you for making it this far. I hope that you learned something new. And if you want to repeat the lesson, then just hit playback. If you have any questions, whatever at all, or you would like me to answer something in any of my future episodes, please do drop me an email at crushingenglish at gmail.com. For show notes to this episode, please visit crushingenglish.com slash episode 10. That's crushingenglish.com slash episode 10. Also, check out my free ebook at crushingenglish.com slash free ebook, where you'll get a free ebook of 200 plus common English phrases and expressions to help you in your everyday English. I'll see you next time.